You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia. I'm not going to introduce and I'm not going to get the young lady to introduce me this morning because we've got a big show and we've got lots to cover. So I'm just going to introduce this fella right now. Folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Good morning, Mr. Joe Angelino, and uh, yeah, I'm going to cut your introduction short because uh, we've got a really big show for you today. Mate, good morning, and yes, good morning, everybody. We've good got a lot to cover. We've got a lot of phone calls to make, and uh, yeah. My God, what a show. Jam-packed, my friend. Mm, I don't know how we're going to fit it all in, but anyway, I'll squeeze it in somewhere. And amazing, amazing interviews, my friend. Amazing. Okay. You'll see. All right, well, let's get on with it, mate. No music today, just uh, and we've got to give credit to our sponsors because they sponsor the show every week. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's going to be short, sharp and sweet because we want to give you more pigeon information here on Pigeon Radio Australia. And I'll just mention that... Uh, Mr. Tony Barbara is missing in action because he's not feeling well at the moment. So uh, he'll be back next week. Hope you feel better, Tony. Yeah. And good day to everybody around the world. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia once again from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, we have the secretary of that organisation, and that's Mr. Paul Burlack, to fill us in on the prize money winners. They've had another prize money race. Paul, hello and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, Ivan. Hello, Joe. Hey, uh, how are you all doing today? Good, good, mate. How are you? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, how did you boys go on the weekend? Um, how were your returns? Very solid race for us, for all feeds, actually. For all feeds, so... Yeah. Feds did it hard, um, including the uh, Tassie boys racing from up here. I strayed one of the Tassie birds in. I spoke to the owner and... uh, Well, hopefully this weekend's going to be a bit better. You're in the box seat with Mr. Westley. Joe, honestly, Westley wins don't exist anymore. I'm convinced. (laughs) That's what you said, but guess what? You've got your wish. Your wish has come true this weekend. The results for the prize money, my friend? I have, I sure have. Let's um, do it. Uh, also, um, yeah. We start with um, um, Elgin and Angela. Yes. Uh, Alvarez, uh, they take out the fifth prize, well uh, $110. Um, congratulations to uh, to Elgin and um, Angela. Well done. Um, I was lucky enough to sneak in for the fourth. Well done. Um, Steve uh, from uh, Wallen, VRMO, um, he takes out the uh, $150 uh, 
the third. Well done. And guess who sneaks in again? Joe Angelino takes out the 200 bucks as if he needs it. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a big congratulations to our good president, Barry Vaughan, for taking out the 400 bucks. Congratulations, Barry. Good job. Good job. Ding dong. Good effort, Barry. Uh, Happy for you. Well done. Well done. That well, noise. I don't know what it is about that triangle, but something just doesn't uh, rub me the right way. Well, come to my place and I'll fix that. Oh, yeah. Well, you're a shotgun or something. <laughs> All good. Anyway, mate, you uh, good luck for this weekend because we're going to go and make some more phone calls and interviews. So, yeah, like I said, all the best. It's going to be a Wesley box seat. You should have smiles on your face already. No worries at all. Let's uh, keep our fingers crossed. Uh, we deserve to see a bit of that. Yes, 100%. All right, Paul. Have good a good thanks, day. Sorry, have a good and, day. Uh, uh, have a good day and yeah. uh, hope the program goes well for you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. See you, mate. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Every year, over 4 million people get really crook in the guts because their food hasn't been prepared properly or cooked properly. You can lower your chances of food poisoning by always washing your hands before touching food. Also, keep your fridge rigid by running it at 5 degrees Celsius or below. And always cook your chook and heat your meat. Go to the shop and get one of those meat thermometers, you know, that measure the temperature. Then only say yes please at 75 degrees. For even more tips, head to foodsafety.asn.au. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1800-RESPECT. 
There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. It's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm. Only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> this is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Stop the pigeon, 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 Racing Pigeon Radio Show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia at pigeonmedia.com.au and Southern FM. Catch their website at southernfm.com.au. And let's start with our guests, and uh, let's introduce our first guest for today. We've got a couple lined up, and here he is. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the winner of the Victorian Pigeon Organisation Federation race from... Hay, the second Hay, and they race under the name of uh, G Collegian and Son, and we've got Gary Collegian on the line. Hello, Gary, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Congratulations on your fantastic win on Saturday from Hay. Thank you very much, mate. The pigeon did the work, not me. G'day, Gary. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Joe. Hey, congratulations, mate. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't an easy race, and so it was a good race to win. Yeah. So, what? What? Uh, how? How did you get? How did you get into pigeon racing, and and when did you start? When my mother gave birth. Yes. My father, being Maltese. Yes. Mum, being Scotch. I've got a mixed blood in me. Uh, when I was born, my dad used to work at the BACM in Tottenham. He used to catch pigeons and bring them home. I've had pigeons all my life. There you go. Started racing pigeons in oh around nineteen eighty five with the WPF. I was with the Werribee Club at the time. I did quite well actually. Uh, but the imports sort of put me out of business for a while, and then I got into them and haven't looked back. And with the uh, the pigeon you clocked on the weekend, what's the bloodline of the pigeon? On the cock side, it's Urban Gabby came from um, Palagora. I purchased that one, and I purchased a hen also, Horsham um, Gabby. Very good. Um, they've produced a lot of lot of my Fed winners, two Fed winners, two nationals in a row. Their mothers were sisters. 
The one o'clock last week is also a sister. The one o'clock this week, also a sister. So a very good bloodline. Very good. Well done, mate. And, and they're not young, put it that way. I bought them in 2011. So you've got plenty of stock there? Oh, mate. Siblings and everything? Yeah. So, so with preparing these birds for this race, so how, how do you how did you feed the race team? You know, like during the week, and then how did you prepare them on the uh, the Friday morning and stuff? Like, do you let the birds out and yeah, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I have a problem with my lungs. Uh, I went went through cancer, and I've only got twenty eight percent of my lung capacity left. Okay, I'm still under Peter Mac as well, and mm-hmm. um, the cancer's gone. Good. I find it very difficult now to go out there and clean the loft and catch the birds and that. But, look, it's my hobby. I love doing it, and I do it. And uh, so far, um, I, I know I started late this year racing with the VPO. I, I think I missed four races. Correct. But ever since after that, I've just gone uphill. They've been good. I toss them sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week, depending on how I feel. Yeah. But, yeah, most of the time, twice a week. Yeah, you know. So, what about the what? What about the truck and everything? Uh, what do you think about our truck? Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I, I've I've never actually physically seen it, but I've seen photos. I know the automatic drinkers and things. It's it's very very good. Yeah, very good. So, tell me, do you use natural products? You know, garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar. Yes. yes. You do. Yeah, I use garlic. I use garlic oil on the feed. Uh, I don't feed heavy mix at all in these first, say, short races. Yeah. Um, yeah, mainly just garlic oil and garlic itself, crushed garlic. Yep. And in the drinkers, I use a lot of um, substances. What do you call them? The post-race. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so tell me. vitamins, of course. Of course, yeah. So tell me, getting back to the feeding, what do you feed your pigeons? What do I feed them? During the week. On race day, the birds that go to the race get a very light feed, very light. Mm-hmm. I don't feed wheat. Uh, I don't think the wheat's very good at the moment. Yes. So I just feed saff, milo. Um, I give them a little bit of canary mix. Yes. And I send them to the race with that in their crop. Okay. I don't feed heavy. When they come home, they get like a depurative as well. Mm-hmm. That's only for the, the one day. The next day they're back on normal feed. Yeah. Now, when you say normal feed, what feed do you give them? Oh, uh, it's Burwood Food and Fodder. Okay, he's like a race mix, is it? Or I'm um, Ian McKay, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no dramas. Very good. So tell no, me, it's a very good mix. I, I do notice that there's no uh, no um, no vets in it. I don't know why, but there's no vets. So I I've been going to Melton and picking up a bag of vets every now and again. Okay. You like the vetch. In the, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. very good. So you've been racing for uh, many, many years. How would you describe a fit pigeon, Gary? A fit pigeon? Yeah. Well balanced in my hand, feels like a peach. They don't struggle. The vent's closed. The, what I call is, I won't say it on radio, um, <laughs> when you open their mouth, yep. <coughs> the, the vent. Yes. <coughs> excuse me. It's, it's okay. completely open. The and underneath on the keel, I look for the red dot. Okay. When that, when I see that red dot going up and down, mm-hmm. like that bird did on Saturday. Yes. I know they're fit. There I you know. Go. And yeah, yeah I, was, I was very happy with that pigeon. Talk, happy. Talking about fitness, uh, you said you toss your pigeons. How how 
You said you toss a couple of times a week. What distance? I'll tell you, it's from here to North Shore. Yep. That's as far as I've been. And that's it. That's it. There you Twice go. Twice a week, if I'm lucky. Twice a week. Yep. Beautiful, yep. beautiful. There you go. So, um, that's, what's that? About forty. It's about forty-three k's to your place. Yeah, probably forty-five kilometers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me, in all these years that you've been racing, what was your memorable moment in pigeon racing? Uh, winning, winning me first fed. Tell us uh, all actually, about it. I, I had a mate at the time, Wayne Romero, used to race in Werribee with me. Yes, and he, he came around one day, and we'll talk. And I didn't know him that well because I'd just joined a club and that, and. We're having a couple of coldies, and he said to me, what do you got? And I said, oh, a couple of dances. He said, I'm going up to see Phil Buffler. Do you want some more? I said, yeah, give me, give me, give me 600 bucks. He brought me back six birds. Wow. One of them, one of them Jansons, or two, produced one egg in a box. I didn't even know it was there. I'll be and I found it, I said, oh, I'll leave it. Yep. I hatched it, and guess what? That was my first fed winner. Wow, that's an awesome story. Pure, pure Jansen. Awesome. How, how long ago was that? Oh, God. Um, huh, about 30 years. <laughs> there you go. And you've never forgotten that. You see, how good was that? Never. How never. good was that? No, well done, mate. It. No, it's a blue bar pie cock. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I caught Circo and uh, Paramyxovirus at the same time. I lost about 60-something birds. So, oh, shame. And that was one of them. I had to cut a lot of birds, did a you, lot. Did you end up getting a photo by any chance? Big pardon? Did you get a photo of the Fed winner? Um, no. I've got a sash and yeah. the ring. Okay. That's it. Okay. I had yeah. a trophy, of course. And the trophy, yeah. Yeah. A very nice pigeon. Very nice cock it was. Where but, do you... Yeah, no. I, I enjoy it. But uh, it won't be long before I have to give them up. That's what I've been told by the parrot, Peter Mac. I can't see that happening anytime soon. You love them too much. Yeah, well, I know. I do. I honestly do. But I can't control what I've got. I've got a, probably about 40, 40 pair. Yep. I've got to get it down to about 15. Don't ask me how. I was going to say, you're going to have like a reduced, reduced sale or something? You're going to have an auction? Or I will. Gonna... Yeah, I've had a few inquiries actually. Yeah, which is good, which is good. Um, So where do you see pigeon racing in 10 years, Gary? Um, Well, if we stop getting all these viruses, it's the medication, the feed's going up. You know, it's just, yeah, it's getting a very expensive hobby. Yeah. Uh, I love the hobby myself, but, yeah, a lot of people can't afford it. Yeah, I'd still say it's going to be around. I do, for sure. Good answer. that, That will be. Good answer. So what advice would you give a new flyer? I'd probably help him out. Mm-hmm. Depending, you know, what sort of birds I had at the time, I would give him a few pairs just to start him off. And I know for a fact they're good, good pigeons. Good man. They are good pigeons. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Listen, that was the last question for today. All I want to say is congratulations. You had a very, very, very good pigeon on the day, uh, winning the Fed. And good luck. Actually, for- my second bird... Was only a minute or two behind it, so and that was a cock. Wow! Yeah, and that's another one of Louis Pelagoras as well. I bred them, but here. Oh, beautiful! And are you are you going to put them birds away? 
Uh, I'm going to put the, the hen away. I've already got about 12, 15 birds. Yes. Exactly the same way, Brett. Lovely. I put them straight in stock when they were born. But this one I wanted to race. Yes. I don't like smoky blue bars. <laughs> and this is a smoky blue bar. Uh, and I looked, I went, no. And I pushed it. It went in, I heard it. I said, oh, I'll go and have a look. I went, oh, God, I know which one it is. Five, six, five, six, four. I know which one it is. I knew straight away. <laughs> the one oh, I didn't dude. like. Oh, no. that Yeah, that's yeah. always the case. But you know what? Mate, a good doesn't matter the colour of the pigeon. It's got a good, strong heart. It did the job. Congratulations and all the best for next weekend, mate. We go further. We're going to Hilston. Yep. And um, hopefully you can uh, do it again, my friend. Well, time will tell, mate. Thanks very much. No Good worries. Night, you take care. This is 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have from the Horsham Homing Club, who have had their breeders' plate, and there's some good news there, I can tell you. We've got the uh, combined partnership of the McPhee family. The main the main contingent, I'd say, is uh, Bryden McPhee and his dad, Mark McPhee. How are you guys, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, g'day, everyone. Thanks for having us. G'day, everyone. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Well good. Done. Well done. Now, we've got to congratulate you, blokes, because the breeders' plate of the Horsham Homing Club, have a listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. We've got, in first place, the McPhee family. In second place, the McPhee family. And you've also cracked the fifth place as well. Yeah. Yes, we certainly did. Con- well done. Congratulations, Brighton. You must feel excellent. Yes, it does. It, um, it's good to get a good result, you know, when you put so much time and effort and money into your birds, it's good to get a result. Oh, no, that's fantastic, mate. How did you feel when you saw the birds coming in? Oh, when we saw two come online, just drop straight over top of the house and hit the board, it was uh, very exciting. Oh, that's fantastic. So how much of that little, how much of that prize money are you allowed to have, mate? No, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that one. Yeah, you've got to have a meeting. You've got to have a meeting about that one. I've got a mind feed bill, so... That's oh yeah, I can yeah, imagine. That's right, yeah, you've got a <laughs> feed bill. Plus the, de- the diesel cost of driving out the road twice a week is going up too. But. Exactly, you've got to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Mate, write, them, write them down in your notes, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Mark, well done, mate. Yeah, well done, well Mark. Well done, Mark. How do you feel about it all? Oh, yeah, no, I was... Yeah, look, we... I aim to um, get results in the money races, and that's what we've done. So we put all the um, all our money rings on our best birds. So and obviously, you know, it's come off this week. So we've been pretty successful over the last few years in the breeders' plate. So mm. to, um, you know, we ended up. I think we picked up six and a half grand. So very nice. How good is that? That's, very that's nice. fantastic. Yeah. Now, tell us, you run the Breeders' Plate. You have sales there for the Breeders' Plate, don't you? We had sales last year. We're not going to this year. Just no? due to um, what happened last year is we had sales and um, a few boys got PMV. So oh, yeah. we decided this year that what we're going to do is we're going to go back to just having rings. Okay. Um, at $30 each. So anyone that wants to buy rings, they can buy them for our club. Yep. If you want to put them in loss, well, you can um, get oh. in contact. With the flyer yeah. and put them in their lots. Oh yeah, very good, excellent. Have you thought about that idea of maybe uh, uh, where you can buy a spot with like with you buy the rings? So they're thirty dollars a ring. If you buy five rings, 
um, and you hold on to them rings, they're already paid for, and a uh, week before the race, you can nominate those five pigeons out of your lost yearlings, and then you, you get more pigeons to the race. Have you thought of yeah, that? Yeah, well, um, we have had that discussion through the club, but um, a lot of the members just, you know, like to stick to how the old days were and what goes on, so. Okay, yeah. No, fair, just, enough. Yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair Each enough. Own, that's yeah. the majority some, some, rules. Some yeah. people don't want to move on, I suppose. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true, true. <laughs> no. Now, so what was the so what was it like in the club rooms when you when you came in and you got this result? Oh, well, I don't know. I Brian and I were pretty excited, but you oh, know, yeah. Maybe not everyone else. <laughs> what do you mean? They should all be patting you on the back, whistling and wolf, you know, like yeah, your your tea. Especially for young bride. The, the, yeah. the fireworks yeah. going off. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like well, that. We, we sort of had one eye on the uh, football and one eye on the sky on Saturday because our beloved Collingwood was playing the Geelong. So oh. we, um, yeah, we, the footy started at uh, 4.40 and we got the pigeon at 4.41. So... <laughs> Oh, how good's that? <laughs> what are you going to name uh, that pigeon? Magpie? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good fantastic. Job. Mate, I'm so happy for you. I'm really happy. Oh, yeah, look, you know, you, we we put in um, a lot of time. We don't breed a lot of birds. We just try and have uh, quality um, and... You know, it pays off, I suppose. Now, yeah. tell me, Mark, what's the secret to get these young fellas involved? You, you've done it with your, well, your two, well, like the other boys interested uh, as well. Now, just to, I think, make it, make them feel a part of it. Don't, don't, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to get there and make things easier. Don't, don't, um, like they want to see them come home. Don't make it hard for them where they got to sit there all day and not see nothing. Well. You know, just get them out there and on the shorter races where they they know they're going to see them, and get them involved. Like get them down the shed if they want to have. Like we have Bantails, Medinas, we have everything, and the kids get in and we have them all sitting here on a sad day, ready to go. And I'll say, like, not even Bryden, but his, his younger brother, he's only six. He turns six on Friday. Happy birthday! Yeah, and um, he. We'll say, righto, here's one now, here's one now. He'll run over the basket. He'll get the Medina out and we sort of educate him on when to throw him. And um, he'll, we'll throw him and then he'll get the whistle and he'll start whistling and just the excitement yeah, of what That's good. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That's really good. That's fantastic. And I can remember well, a couple of years back it was um, Brian, young Bryden wanted to go with you to take the birds. Oh yeah, we go away. We're gonna we're booked to ourselves already. Go to Wampaggy again this year, where we actually met you, Ivan. So, that's right. Um, you got one of our. I, one I of strayed the, one of your birds in. That's how we met. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, um, as soon as I heard your voice, I knew who you were. So. Yeah. And you've been um, doing really well with Ivan's birds too, haven't you? Didn't you breed him some birds? Yeah, Ivan? I bred him a few birds. Yeah. 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 No, we've got some of Ivan's birds there. I, they're still going well. So good on you. Good to see how they go on the next. Um, the next few weeks, when we get a little bit further on, we got another Broken Hill this week. Hammer, uh, hammer, uh, hammer! Our gold man race, which is another money race the following week. Oh yeah, and then we go to Pack Saddle Tipperbara, which is our four and five hundred. Yeah, uh, so it's yeah, you've got five hundred kilometres in the uh, Broken Hill race to you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Broken Hill race is three hundred and thirty mile. 
Very good, excellent. Make sure you yeah. give it to Ivan's birds, yeah? Give it to them. Every week, send them. Every <laughs> week. And it always seems to be a good race point, Broken Hill, for us. Like the, the numbers were down as far as returns this year, but look, you know, you don't, they're, they're not all going to get home. They're not all up to the challenges of um, this week. They had a, a pretty strong headwind. Mm. Um, you know, and people said, oh, how'd you, how'd you get them through? I said, well, I feed them well. They medicated well. We trained them hard. We put a lot of work into them. Beautiful. You get the results. Yeah, that's right. And so what was the bloodlines of these two pigeons that come together? Well, the the one that the winner was, um, I got some birds off of um, a bloke by the name of Brian Haby. Okay. Which he was down um, the other side of Melbourne. Yeah. In, I can't remember where it is now, but we went and picked up a heap of stock pigeons. Mm. He gave us a heap of stock Rosebud. pigeons about five years. Rosebud. Right oh, Rosebud, yep, yep. Rosebud. About five or six years ago when we decided we'd get back into it, uh, we picked up a heap of stock pigeons. Mm. And um, I bred down up and there was this one cockbird that he, he was our first winner. And um, we clocked him about three or four times in the couple of years that we raced and I decided I'd put him aside. Oh. And then so he had he's got a bit of Huben in him. Oh yeah, very and, good. And and then the hen well, she was a hen that was given to us from a fly here in Horsham, Brian Watts. He bred us about twenty young when we first started racing. Uh-huh. And she raced two years and I kept her. I liked her. I liked the the shape of the pigeon. Like oh. she had the strong strong um breast front, oh. you know, she looked yeah. like a real and could fly, yeah. and she was always home. She always was home. She just kept coming all the time. Oh. And um, so we paired them up. They've actually left us a few winners, that pair. Oh, very good. Excellent. Um, and then the other one, which was second, they landed together, yep. was, uh, was a Jansen cock that was given to us. I, I did a – I had a bloke from Ballarat that rang me up and asked if I could pick up a um, uh, something he bought on Buy, Swap and Sell. Oh, yeah. In Horsham. <laughs> okay. I said, I'll, he said, I'll come up and pick it up. And I said, oh, it's actually, I'm going to uh, Ballarat next week. My wife's having an operation. Mm-hmm. And um, I got down there and he goes, because what you've done, he goes, I want to give you my pigeon, one of my pigeons. I said, righto. And I brought him home and, um, yeah, he's the first, that's the first one we've bred off him that's pretty good. Excellent. Might have found a hen that's going to click with him maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, it, oh, well it's, done, well done. Oh, it's you know, it um, it's all worth it when you get something like that, I suppose. So, yeah. how, so Mark, how 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 did you get into like uh, into the pigeons? What got you well, into pigeons? Oh, I had them when I was a um, Bryden's age. Yeah, so I had them when I was thirteen. Yeah, uh, I used to go around and help out um, some of the older members in the club and that, and yeah, and then um, my brother. He got back into them and I was working in the mines and um, I'd only come home every second week sort of thing and yeah. we, we'd go around there and in my it seemed like the weeks that I wasn't home, Paul would be, uh, my brother, he'd be um, on the night shift so like he'd be driving trucks, he'd be away. Okay, yeah. And I'd clock his birds in for him. So Brian and I'd go around there and we'd sit there and clock the birds in and then He'd come home and said to mum, he said, oh, look, maybe 
I think I want to get some pigeons. And I said, I was sort of sitting in the background, not saying much. I knew I wanted to get back in them. But, um, yeah, and then the wife said, oh, maybe we'll just look at building a shed next year. And then before you knew it, about a week later, I was already planned on the shed and it was already <laughs> going up. So. That geez, just yeah, just spark, bang. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you yeah. heard the and pigeons, that, what? Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> Good yeah, on you. Yeah. Good once, on you. Once we got the okay, it was like go from there. That was it. So then, um, yeah, first couple of years we, um, oh well, we were we were competitive. We were sort of you know, in the, if we got top ten, we we're really happy. Yeah. Um, and then I um I met a a really good um a really good bloke in uh, Sam from Thomastown. Yeah. Um, and he uh, set me up with a good program, um, good feed. You know, he has the best of feeds. Um, yes, hasn't he? Sam's got really good feed, oh, Thomastown Pet but, Shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got really good feed. Yeah, the best of food. Um, and then I uh, met Ivan and we um, put, I put a few things together with over the last 12 months that, as um, you know, the birds even today. Like when I let them out, I had a bloke turn up here today. He want to take some photos of me for to go in the paper and stuff. And he races pigeon. He said, "Geez, they just look um, they look really good." And they're the birds that raced on the weekend. How good is that? And I said, um, I said, yeah, like they, they like I just um, I'll, like I let them out today. I let them out yesterday. They did a probably I don't know. They might have flew for about twenty minutes yesterday because the hard flight from the day before. Yep. But I just let them out for just to stretch the wings, that's all really. Beautiful. But but then today they were they would have flew for over an hour, I suppose. That's uh, good. And then they're they, in form, those uh, birds. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then they, they they land and they scratch around the grass. I just like I work uh I start at five in the morning, I lock up at three in the afternoon, so I do everything in the afternoon. I come home and let the birds out and they just I just let them do whatever they want for a couple of hours, you know. That's good. They, if they want to fly, they'll fly. If they want to scratch around the grass and put the bath out of once a week, let them do whatever they want. I think it's just if they're comfortable and they just want to, they want to be here. And you got them healthy, they'll fly really well. I reckon. No, you're right. Now medication. Yeah. Do you use much medication? Yeah, yeah. I medicate every uh, three weeks. Yeah. So I run the same program every three. Oh, I'll change it every three weeks. Yeah, I okay. Two different medications. Um, so I just medicate every three weeks. Yeah. Which I just it just blocks out any chance of um, you know preventing anything from happening as far as what happens. And I just yeah, like I vaccinate all my pigeons. We couldn't do them for pox this year because we couldn't get. Box vaccination, but yeah, a lot of us couldn't. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the the birds look really good, so that uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, you're right. They don't need it. No, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they do need it. Mm. Like it's a, just another job, isn't it? Really, yeah. like yeah. another prick in a poor bird. <laughs> you know, like before you be like, you know, I coach football. I've got you know kids in school. I've got you know a wife that's. Um, got a lot of health issues so we're back and forth from doctors and hospitals and stuff like that and sometimes i just i think god this is one more job i'm gonna do this weekend but yeah exactly we didn't, them, we didn't do them for pox this year and well you know you might not do it next year well we might not yeah it might be just one we're gonna buy yeah, yeah save well, more money you don't want to keep 
jabbing the birds, jabbing the birds, jabbing the birds, yeah, poor buggers. I, yeah, you know, I, like, I fully fuck. agree. I reckon, you know, the more oh, we, I, I'm happy to do them for P and B and yeah, uh, Rota, hundred percent. So that's that's yeah, a massive thing, but maybe the pox might be a thing that's going to be sort of the past. Training. I think if you, you keep them clean, yeah, and um, you keep them healthy, I reckon they should be right. Like if there's not an outbreak in the in the club or something, I think you're right. But yeah, now you yeah, said just, that's the hardest part is you, you just don't know what everyone else is doing. That's yeah. right, exactly. Well, if you can't get the pox, perfect. No one's going to get. It. No one can no do one it. Else can get it. Yeah, yeah, which is. You won't if everyone yeah. stopped pox and yeah. it wouldn't spread because exactly. there wouldn't be nothing to spread exactly. because it spreads with mosquitoes usually. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like you just, like I reckon just no one do it and then just just keep racing their pigeons and it's not have to worry about all, and one extra thing. Yeah, correct. Okay. Now, now you were yeah. Brighton toss, you said you toss twice a week, train toss yeah. twice a week. Yeah. What yeah. distance? How far? Uh, uh Oh, it's about where I, we used to go to sixty k's, but the the falcons seem to live there now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we go about it's about fifty two k's. Yeah, smart. Ks. You got to move. You can't stay there. Yeah, you know, yeah. people say, yeah. "Oh, that's good." You know, you let them up in. The, you know, let them up with the falcons. It's good for them. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they no, they um, yeah. Just all, all I do it for is just to keep their mind on the job. Yeah, that's uh, good. Like I, I know they're they're already they're fit. It's more the point that I just I take him out the road, just to uh, like at this time of the year it's starting to get a little bit warmer. The, the cockbirds will start to sort of drag their hands down and you know chase them around a little bit. Yep. I just find if I, I like I so Wednesday I'll take the birds that didn't race on the weekend and then they'll basket Thursday night. It's just to flick their mind on mm-hmm. to know that what's going on and yeah. No, very it's good work. Yeah, I just you, keep doing it. Yeah, that's it. It's working. So yeah, don't change it. Do you mm. do you guys use um do you guys use natural products like garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar, yeah. things like yeah, that? So do yep, a whole lot. You yep. do. How many times a week would you use it? Or, or... so I uh, put um, oils on the seeds. Yeah, twice good. a week with powders. Good. And um, apple cider vinegar on returns. So yeah, very good, very smart. Yeah, yeah, just to but yeah, I. I Oh, 100, 100% feel that the one of the biggest things is just the feed. You, your feed's got to be right. If your feed's clean and it's, you know, dust-free, the birds are healthy. So where do you guys... Birds, our, our birds look, you know, so the feathers are just, you in, know... In good condition. Oh, and the pigeons are warm. You pick them up, the yeah, pigeons are good. warm all the time. Their that's body... A good, that's, a very, that's a very good sign. Yeah, you're right, Ivan. Very good, healthy mm, sign. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see uh, pigeon racing in 10 years, guys? Uh, I'll probably be the only way fly left. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, hope, in, I hope you're out there. Uh, in, in, in our club, look, you know, we've got a lot of older flyers. But, yeah. You know, I don't know. Just, it, a lot of people A lot of people are now going to sort of one-lock races, aren't they? You know, where they just want to. Yeah. Perhaps put birds out there, but you, you can't beat the thrill of just um, the best. Uh, backyard is the best. What and what gets me is when you it you is. know you on on Facebook and that when you see people are saying there's pigeons on the power lines and they're doing this and they're getting diseases and they you know people are getting sick from it. You know that's not right. It's, no, it's not true. It's actually. false advertising, isn't it? In actual no. fact, I had Dr. Rob Marshall come on the radio and say that's 
not yeah. quite right, fellas. No. Yeah, so yeah. People, people that say that stuff, that they're just media burners that just want to, mm. you know, cause trouble for. Like, how many people would say, oh, you know, you're oh, just bloody rats in the sky? Well, nah, not really, because at the end of the day, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for pigeons. Correct, so, correct. 100%. You've hit like, the nail right on the head. Yeah, yeah. the war. We would have we would have all been dawned. So, we would have so. been Japanese now because that, they started even that, printing Japanese money for Australia. That, mm. That's exactly right, mate. We would have been gone. So yeah. that's one of my biggest things that I go and like. I've got to go to my son's school next week. Take the pigeons there. Good on you. Oh, fantastic! How well good's done. That? You get He's the whole only, class involved. Yeah, I got the whole class going to listen to me talk about them. And one of the biggest things that I'll be saying is, you know, the pigeons were in war, like. Yeah. Uh, yes. Here at the RSL, here where we hold our um, our presentation night at the RSL, they've got the memorial thing there. Where you can go in and have a look at all the rings. You know, That's where they awesome. Put on the eggs and it's unreal. You know, <laughs> you might be able to build a pigeon lo- loft at the school. Put you know yeah. twenty birds in there or something. Get the kids yeah, yeah, to look 100%. after them. You can toss them five kilometres. Well, they're doing it in England. They yeah, do it smart. in England. It's a good idea. Do they? Yeah, really? they're doing it in England, and they actually use the birds to teach the kids maths and geography and all kinds of things. How really? Cool is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're using right. it for maths, like the velocity calculations, and that they get the kids to do it by calculators and stuff. Yeah, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. something to yeah. think about. I just, I just build a loft there, and I just. Uh, I'll race my South Line pigeons there so I get the overflight. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A lucky last question, guys. Just uh, what advice would you give give new flyers? Uh, Just listen, listen. Take on everything that you can uh, get from anyone. Mm. And uh, one, like, Brian and I only just talking about this yesterday, and it's um, one of the biggest things is, some flyers won't say a lot, but, you know, because they don't want you to beat them or whatever. But, um, yeah, but other one, other flyers just listen to them. The older ones just listen to them and say, if they take in a little bit from there and a little bit from there. Yeah. Um, most important thing is set up a medication program so you, your birds are always healthy. Don't allow them to get sick. Because yeah. once they get sick, you've already the, the ship's already sailed. It's already yeah. done. That's, That's it. That's right. You're right. Exactly. Now, exactly. I just want to ask you a question. Is um, You just said there you and Bryden were talking. Now, yep. through pigeon racing, do you reckon that you've bonded with your son more than you would have oh. bonded any with any other thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Because you get that moment Very where you good. sit at the back and you just, um, you know, want to wait for the birds to come home and you start talking about things and you, you just, yeah, mm. that's, you know, Sometimes it might be an hour because you know the birds are going to be home a certain time in the short races or like on the weekend we thought, you know, went to work in the morning and I started work at four in the morning because I wanted to be home by mm. midday. I thought, you know, I should be home by, you know, four. Yeah. But um, got home, like to feed all the rest of the birds and set everything up and, mm. and um, yeah, we sat down probably about three o'clock I suppose and just sat there and waited and then the footy started, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's unreal. That's unreal. That's uh, fantastic. Hey, listen, guys, it's been really, really good talking to you. Congratulations to yeah, both of no, you. That's a fantastic. Bryden, you want to tell anybody something while you're there? Because you've been uh, whispering in the background. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, for younger people yeah. that are um, 
interested and want to try and get into it. Just if you've got someone else that you can go around and observe and watch what they do, I suggest that you certainly go around there and talk to them and just observe and just watch what they do and any way that you can help, just get in there and have a go. Oh, good on you, mate. That's good. And advice. I'm sure, and I'm sure you've got Facebook. People can call, message you on Facebook and oh, talk to you yeah, on Facebook. I've got Facebook. Brian McPhee on Facebook. Yeah, you go. There you go. If anyone's Send interested, hit him up on Facebook, and you can talk pigeons and stuff. And yeah, yeah. ask him any yeah. question, anything you like. you like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, girls fellas. and girls. I think you're single, so you can hit him up as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit too early for that, gee. I don't want to handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, guys, fantastic talking to you both. Congratulations and good luck for next for this weekend. No worries. No Thanks worries. for having us, guys. No, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you, Brian, and, and your dad. You're both really nice people. And, oh. it, and, it, and I'm glad that I met you. There you go. That's very nice, Ivan. Yeah. No worries. Thanks for that, guys. Thanks, mate. See, See you, gents. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Stock produce and farming supplies. Tara Mead. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Mead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551 Southern FM sponsor Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons in a health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035 Double nine eight one thousand and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor. Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. How? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia once again from the Victorian Racing Pigeon Union. We have their fed winner from the race from Coomba on Saturday. 
and that's Mr. Simon Gretsch, and they race under the name of C. Gretsch and Son and Vella. Hello, Simon, how are you, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Thanks, Ivan. Joey, how are you, buddy? Good, mate, good. Congratulations on your Fed win once again. Thanks, mate. Yes, once yes, again. Very, uh, very exciting times at the moment, mate. They're, they're, they're going very, very well, mate, very well. Let me tell you, this race on the weekend wasn't an easy race, so what a pigeon. What a pigeon. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't an easy race, Joey, and, um, you know, I was on the nose all day, and to, and to win it like that, it was it was good. And, like, this, this cockbird, he was... He was fifth fed three weeks ago, and we clocked him two weeks before that again. So yeah, he's going. They're going well, and it was a good good win to have, mate. Well, let me ask you something: Is that bird going to be put away? Joey, it has to because Joey. Last time I won a fed two weeks ago, I told yeah. you that we sold one of the dads. Yeah. Well, we sold the mum of this one too, Joey. <laughs> oh no! So what I'm going to oh, do, Joey? I'm going to keep selling them, and then I'm going to keep winning, mate. That's the moral of the story: sell, oh, breed them, sell the mate. stock pigeons, and you'll win feds. Well, Joey, you know, you know what? At least Joey, it shows that you know I sell good pigeons, mate. That's that's right. You know You've always mean? had good birds, mate. I even I remember, oh. you know, maybe you rest in peace, your dad, mate. Even you always, you guys always had good pigeons, always. Yeah. You know. Well, look, Joey. That's why actually this weekend was a bit special to me and Rennie because it was Father's Day and that's we won right. the Fed un- under my dad's name. So. Exactly. And mate, yeah. well done, well done. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, Joey. Uh, four years ago, when I won the Produce Fed in the Western Fed, I won that on Father's Day. You, you're joking. I'm not. Uh, Joey, it's for my kids. Hell, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, mate. And from Coomba as well. That was from. That was the last Northwest line. I won the Coomba Produce, and it was on Father's Day under my dad's name, and we 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 done it again. Ivor, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. That mate, is amazing. It's like uh, yeah. it's like Yelly, what he said to us yeah. last week. He won, yeah, the, he won the national on uh, Jeff Huben's birthday. On his birthday, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, Simon's done the same. These blokes are looking down at us from heaven, mate. Yeah, they are, buddy. They are. They are. They are. So no, it was it was a good win. It was it was a hard race. It was a real hard race, mate. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. This is a good pigeon to put away. Whether you got the parents yeah. or not, that deserves. I've still got still got yeah, still got the dad. But uh, like I said, it was um, the old stuff, you know. And actually, it was all. Big Borg stuff, you know. It's, it's they're doing well those pigeons. But Joe Denaro actually he rang me today and said, "Make sure you tell them that it's Aussie birds are the best birds." <laughs> said, okay, Joey, I'll mention on the radio for you. Oh my god! So, <laughs> there but you hey, go. Simon, go. in saying that, you have imported pigeons, haven't you? Um, yes, I've, I've imported pigeons. Yeah. And now all these you know, so-called Aussie Aussie birds, they're all imported anyway. Yeah. Well, these like the one we clocked was off Vic Borg's old fed family, and I know they go back, way back. Yeah. But then when you say that. Like uh, the guy that ran second fed to me, um, Peter Hung in the Union. Yep. He he clocked off the Hubens that he got off Vic, so they're imported. So yeah, I don't know. It just it looks it on the day. Look, but on the day you get what you, you get. What's 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 in what's in good form? You know what I mean? So, but my six we we got six fed as well. We got two together. They were imports. So excellent. So you can't go wrong. Go. You can't yeah. go wrong. Can't, mate. Like I said, if the lofts if the lofts um, inform, you can clock anything, mate. You know what I mean? That's right. And whatever you're doing, yeah. mate, keep doing it. And all right, let me ask you something. Where are you tossing from? Come on. <laughs> well, funny, hey, Joey. Funny enough, the week before the week before this, we won this Fed. I only went to Greenborough, Greensboro twice, but when I went on the Friday, they they mixed in with some other birds that were coming out of the Geelong going to the east, and they've copped two and a half hours, man. So, yeah. Okay. And then, and then the next day I went back there, they did it in 28 minutes. There you so, go. Yeah, yeah, but they're flying. Rennie, Rennie's telling me they're flying the loft tremendously at the moment. They're oh, doing which is um, good. Which is good. Oh, yeah, good 60, 70 minutes. But it's funny. When, as soon as Rennie lets them out, the Falcons chase them. So they're Even doing better. Even better. Yeah, exactly right. Even better. So you're going to Greensboro, and where else did you say? 
I went I went to Greensboro twice. Yeah. Last week and and this week, Joey. Look, it just all depends. Like Tassie's coming up, Joey. So I might mix it up. I might try and go to Portsea maybe on Friday. Mate, I reckon Angelina's going to sit outside Vela's place and find out where you're going. For sure, he'll follow you. <laughs> I'm going hey, to get the binoculars out. There he is. Let's go. Yeah. Nah, listen. All jokes aside, mate. Well done, buddy. Well done. Well done uh, to all I of you. Yeah, well done to all of you. Team effort. Nah, yeah, like I said, team. mate. I, a lot, a lot of thanks goes to Rennie and his and his missus and his kids. Like I said, they're, they're the loft managers because, like I said, the, the house is the, the birds are housed at Rennie's. I do all the I do all the tossing, but Rennie, I'm on night shift at the moment, mate. So Rennie's going to the club. He's doing all the the loft management stuff. So a lot of credit goes to Rennie, mate. Let a me ask you something, mate. So good on him, man, because he's he's thorough in what he does, man. And exactly. that's, that's how it's got to be. And especially when you race partners, you know, people like one might have one idea, one has another. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but look, we've got a we've got a pretty good mentor too, like Michael. Michael helps us out a lot. So oh, that's we, good. We take that in, but and saying that, like you still gotta, you still gotta drill it into the pigeons, and still gotta get them right. And like I said, Rennie picks the teams every week, so he he knows what he's doing, man, which is good. You've won so, two feds, and, and where does Rennie live in Melton? Curran Jung, Curran How far is that from your place, Ivan? Five from minutes. Sonor- so from St Albans? No, from my place here in Melton. Oh, sorry, it's my place. So yeah, if it's about five minutes from Ivan's. Yes, yes. No, yeah. Ivan's not easy. But... Joey, look, Joey. The way I look at it, Joey. This is the way I look at it. Right? When I, I raced in St Albans all my life. Of course you have. And my dad used to say to me, whoever wins a section, you must be with them. Because if someone's getting one in your area, you have to be better than them. Yeah. Because if they're getting one, you should get one. Correct. I agree with that. And that's the, that's the way I look at it. And like I said, Joe, if your birds are on, you'll get one every week. Like, we had a Savile on, on the weekend, and a couple of weeks before that, we had a Raw and Wesley, and we had no right to get one, and we got one, and we won the section you see? in the union. So if the birds are on, you'll get one. So if someone in your area, Joe, is getting them, you should be good enough to get them as well. I agree 100%, goes, mate. And you know what? Your birds have been lead, the leading pigeons, obviously. You know what I mean? Yes, well, that's so, the thing. They have been leading. So that's, that's another thing I'm, I'm wrapped about. Because 100%. leading pigeons, I'll tell you something about leading pigeons, Joey, they don't drag because nah, they're in front. That's right. You need your pigeons to be switched on early and to and to be on the ball, mate. Exactly. So, okay. And the longer the races go, Joey, the more the endurance kicks in and more fitness and all that sort of stuff. So the leaders get, tend to break away from the main mob and, yeah, that's, 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 I think that's what's happening with us at the moment and, Fortunately enough, we've won two feds in three weeks, which is beyond my wildest dreams, mate. We're, we're, we're over the moon. Gretchy, good luck for next week. Um, you and uh, Vala, Rennie, and the yeah. kids, these misses. Uh, we want to wish you all the best. And you know yeah. what? If you win again, you're on the radio again, my friend. Hey, listen, while I got you, Joey, look, yeah. just like I said, we really appreciate coming on the radio and, and we really appreciate what you guys do. Yeah. If you guys, we'd like to donate a pair of youngsters off one of our good pairs for you guys to raffle off or to give a prize away at the end of the year, whatever you want to do with it, we, we, we want to support you guys on the radio. So we'd like to offer a pair yeah, of youngsters at the end of the much. year off our good pairs, right? And you guys can raffle it off, raise money for the radio. We'll do whatever you want and you just mm. let us know who the winner is yeah. and we'll breed them a pair, mate. All right. Thanks very much. Thank for that. you so much, mate. You're a champion. Uh, anytime. Thank you. Anytime, mate. And, and quickly, while I got you there, the nest mate to this pigeon, we gave it to Steve Cutterjar, and he got 11 fed with it early on in the year. Oh, well oh, done. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you got good birds. Yeah. You got good birds. Yeah, no. That's all I've got to say. Mate, we're going to no, love honestly. you and leave you. I appreciate your time and everything you do, lads. Thanks for the opportunity. No worries, mate. Not Thanks. a problem, all right? And right now, we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News. And after the news, we have a special guest from Pigeon Racing Victoria, Mr. Taz Gazza to fill us in on the Victoria Cup 2023.
And uh, yeah, some interesting interviews with more people here on Pigeon Radio Australia. We also have the winners of the Alice Springs race, which was held in Adelaide, South Australia, from the South Australian Homing Pigeon Association. So that'll be an interesting chat with those fellas. So stay tuned after the news. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Pigeon Radio Australia, we have the president of Pigeon Racing Victoria Incorporated, the organisers of the Victoria Cup, which is the first prize of $100,000 and the only race in Australia that's paid out about $200,000 in prize money, and that's Mr Taz Gazis. How are you, Taz, and welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Yeah, good, Hi, mate. Joe. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good, really good. Excellent. Now, before we start asking you about the uh, Victoria Cup, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. How did uh, Pigeon Racing Victoria, how did, how did you think of it? It was your idea and you put it together, and how did it sort of start? Well, it was sort of like a, a group of people talking about it one day, and we kind of we were talking about how uh, different clubs have one publicity officer and, and feds have one publicity officer, and how that's been used that system has been used for a long time and it doesn't really, it hasn't really hit the mark as far as results go. So we kind of thought really it should be a bit of a combined effort where you have like a dedicated team working towards that one goal, that one objective. And Ian Thomas, uh, the late Ian Thomas and I were talking about it and we said, well, let's get it off the ground. And that's, that's how it started. Um, and we, we approached a few people. Uh, Michael Bortelli was one of the, the first people to sort of get behind it. Mm. And that's how, that's how it sort of took off. Um, uh, we, it took a bit of convincing. There were a lot of people that, that thought, oh, look, you're wasting your time or you could be doing other things. But we stuck to our guns and we thought, look, it's, it's got to be, it's got to, it's got to work better than what we've done in the past. And, um, you know, it really, we've covered so much ground. It's been around for just under 10 years now. And um, if you have a look at some of the programs, some of the initiatives that we've, we've done, mm. uh, it's, 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 uh, it's something not to be sneezed at. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with that. It's, you've done a great job. But how, how uh, did you get involved in pigeon racing in the first place? When I was nine years old, I always had... Um, I always used to go to the school library when I was in primary school and I always used to love reading about animals. And then one day I came across this American book on pigeon racing and it was love at first sight. I just thought, I have to do this, <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to do it. But I think it was already in my blood because my my uncle in, in Greece has uh, pigeons. He, he oh, likes yeah. fancy pigeons. Okay. And um, I think it was already in me, but I always had... Mm. Always had this thing for for animals and birds, and mm. I'm finding my daughter's the same. Like she really, really likes them. She's always oh, isn't that you know, good? Free. How old's your daughter? She's only four. 
Oh, gee. And, and she yeah, already, already likes him. Yeah, that's she's good. Just, um, she, just, she just loves him and all animals, not just the pigeons. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Do you think Do you think in the future that she might be a partner of yours in in the racing? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely encourage her, um, you know, because I think this is what I think a lot of people don't realise, that keeping, keeping pets and, and, and racing pigeons in particular sort of teaches kids a lot of things. Mm. It keeps them on the straight and narrow. Mm. It teaches them responsibility. It teaches them that you have to work towards goals. So there's there's a lot worse they can do in life, you know. Mm. Mm. Um, so I think it sets them up. It gives them certain skill sets that they can use in other areas of life. Now, we started off with the $100,000 race. I think you only had one race, didn't you? That's right. We had one race in And then we were bog- bogged down with the COVID and uh, we had to cancel, what, two years of it? That's right. We had to cancel twice. But uh, the good news is it's back on for next year. Mm. Um, we've got a sponsor who, who's uh, behind it all the way. Oh, good. Um, and, and we're very confident. Look, we're, we're really happy with the way it panned out last time. Mm. Um, the race proved to be a bit harder than what everyone would have liked. Mm. But we wanted to sort of deliver on all our promises, you know. We, we yeah. delivered on the prize money. We delivered on the on the race for that day. Yeah. Um, and once you start holding over, then you just you run into other kinds of problems as well, you know. Because mm. once you hold over, then some people say you should not have held over. Other people say you should have. So you run into those kind of issues. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, it's the only race in Australia that's paid out about $200,000 in prize money. Yeah, we paid 195000 to be exact, mm. um, and that's the biggest the biggest prize money ever paid uh, racing to your own loft mm. uh, that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really, really successful. Mm. Um, I think one area where we sort of let ourselves down a bit is in the promote, promote, promoting it to the mainstream media. Mm. But it's not that easy to do these days because they're they're in a lot of strife. A lot of them have got uh, shoestring budgets mm. because a lot of a lot of people don't read the print media anymore. So, no. so that's, that's right. challenging. But we're going to work harder on that this time around, I think. Mm. Well, I'm here to help. If you need any help, I'm happy to give you a hand. Absolutely, you, yeah. absolutely, Ivan. I mean, and the more people jump on board, I think the better it will be for pigeon racing. And I always say that, like I always say. Really, the best publicity that we could offer the sport is ourselves, mm. uh, the fraternity, telling people about what's involved. And, you know, like when you say to people that we have races from Tasmania or we race from northern New South Wales, they can't believe it. <laughs> and so, you know, and straight away, like we have to look at tackling that, that image problem that pigeons have, mm. um, you know, being called rats with with wings and that kind of thing, mm. that only came about because of the pest control industry. Mm. You know, they've demonised pigeons because there's financial incentives there. But, mm. um, <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, I think racing pigeons are the greatest athlete on the planet. You well, know, they, you know, I always said that we can all contribute to advertising the sport and uh, making it bigger because um, 
I was in sales, in retail sales myself, and uh, I went to a couple of sem- seminars. If you remember Tim Shaw, the guy that used to say, and there's more, um, yeah. I went to a couple of his seminars, and he always used to stress that if you wanted to sell something, you have to mention it everywhere you go. If you yeah. start a conversation yeah. with something and you want to sell something or, or promote something, you've got to mention it to anyone you meet in the street. You know, you start yeah. talking about it, and that's how th- the word spreads. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm proud of, of my club, uh, the Croydon Club, mm. um, because there, there's uh, a lot of members that, that really encourage new flies to start and they really support them, you know. They'll, mm. they'll breed stockbirds for them, they'll encourage them to mm. do better mm. and we've had a lot of success uh, of late with, with uh, new flies and, mm. and you know, once, once they get the taste of success and camaraderie, and people, you know, helping them out with stockbirds and that kind of thing. Mm. You know, once that bug bites, a yes. lot of times you can you can have these people long term. But if they if it becomes a negative experience or, or the enjoyment's not there, mm. and there's a negative atmosphere, mm. then they're not going to stay in the sport. They'll yeah, just take right. up another hobby. Yeah. You know, so so the onus is on everyone to sort of pitch in just a little bit. We're not talking anything earth shattering, mm. but just to pitch in a little bit. When you've got a new flyer, refer to your club. You know, ask him how did you go? What what were your returns like? Mm. What bloodlines have you got? Mm. And sometimes, you know, a little bit goes a long way. Like I remember one flyer, and he said, "Oh, look, my birds are, are always hungry." And I said, "Well, what do you feed them?" Mm. Oh, I feed them barley, and I said, "That's why they're hungry. Barley's not enough. <laughs> you know, they need yeah. they need wheat, and they need safflower, and yeah. they need maize." And, you know, I put him on a pigeon mix and he said, yeah, now they're fine, you know. So yeah. it can be the smallest of things, but you've got to sort of take an active role and, and try to mentor them a little yeah. bit because, you know, we all know that when we were given good advice, it, it, it's sort of... Uh, well, what do you think about some sense. of the flyers they want to keep secrets? Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> and back in the day when there was, we had a, you know, significant membership you know, it's, it's understandable because at the end of the day, it is a competitive sport. Mm. But I think at, at this stage now, the, the, the history of pigeon racing being what it is right now, mm. I think that that kind of mentality sort of it's, it's doesn't apply anymore. Um, what you find is a lot of times you'll give good advice and it's not taken anyway. So, mm. you know, if, you, if, if one in every... 10 pieces of advice that you give is taken up, then you're doing well. But yeah. for the most part, I think people have to give advice because it's 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 not easy. And, and the other thing in pigeon racing, the moment you start flying as a novice, you're up against seasoned veterans. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're up against people sending large contingents. Um, sometimes in, in, in some feds, they're sending three contingents, yeah. you know. Yeah. And... Um, and there's quite a few flies that are sending big teams. So, again, if, if you don't get – if people don't have a little bit of success early on, mm. I'll just do something else like play golf or go fishing. Mm. Mm. That's what people have got to think. In the back of your mind, you've got to think, you know, how do we, how do we keep this, these people? Mm. One, of the, one of the points I'd like to make on this subject is that Pigeon Racing uh, Victoria has referred 43 new people since our inception – um, now, I'm not aware of anyone else in Australia having done this. No. Um, I think in Romania they've done something similar. Mm. 
and in the UK that try to do something similar. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, it just shows you just with our initial initiatives what can be done. Mm. Um, but the problem is that we can refer these 43 new people. So that, that's the first part of the process. The second part of, of the process is to retain these people. Mm. And that's where the clubs and the feds have to sort of step in. Mm. So what do I mean by that? I basically, what I'm, what I'm referring to is, you know, just ask them how you're going, try to engage them a little bit, take an interest in them, ask them if, if, they're, if they're losing birds or if they've got setbacks and just try to put them on the right track so that they do have a little bit of success. Like I remember the first year that I flew, I got two fed positions and I think that's what really kept me motivated. Mm. Um, I didn't expect to beat the veterans, but I thought, you know, if I can... If I can go from two fed positions to three, mm. then then at least I'm, I'm getting a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if they're running last every week, you can understand when they sort of lose yeah, interest. Yeah, they sort of lose interest. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. Now, the 2023 Victoria Cup, uh, how is it being organised? You've got rings out now and uh, people can buy rings still, or how is so, it working? Yeah, they certainly can, Ivan. They, um, the rings came out uh, about two weeks ago, mm. and all people have to do is just contact myself or uh, a delegate that represents their federation, mm-hmm. and they need to submit uh, an application and just make payment, and then those rings will be handed over to them. Mm. Very um, good. So... There's, a, there's enough delegates there to cover. Now, the rings delegates. are $100 each. and uh, $100, yeah. Yep. Now, um, that's that's that price there because then you can have the big prize money in that. Well, that's right. Yeah, the prize money. Well, last time we raised uh, just under a quarter of a million dollars. So the prize money is there. Uh, on top of that, every single cent that we raise goes back into the sport. Mm. Um, we had an independent audit done a couple of years ago and it gave us a clean bill of health and, and uh, they commended us for the work that we were doing. And, and that's another point that I wanted to make is that every cent we raise goes back and everything we do is voted on. Mm. So it's not about what I want or any one person on the committee wants. Mm. It's about everything being voted on. Mm. And if we think that it's going to cover some ground for the sport, then we do it. Mm. Um, so it's not, we're not a private enterprise. We're all volunteers. Mm. Um, you know, we, we, we don't make anything from this, mm. but we do it just for the, for the love of uh, the sport and, and the pigeons. Mm. Fantastic. I'm sure Joe Angelino has got a few questions for you, mate. Yeah. No, I just want to say you guys are doing an amazing job and, um, yeah, keep up the good work, and I hope it's going to be successful. And hopefully, Ivan wins the race this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting um, with this race because it's um, it's 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 not to be sneezed at. You know, a hundred thousand dollar first prize is uh, it's it's enough to sort of um, validate the sport. You know, and that's that's the main reason why we did it. You know, like we're not. It's not that we're in favour of huge prize money, that mm. kind of thing. We just thought that it's it's what's called in marketing an image-building race. Mm, well, it, it is an image-building race, I can tell you, because a couple of days ago I was in a situation myself and uh, the fellow comes and uh, he saw baskets and units on the back of my ute and he said to me, oh, he says, what's, what's all this stuff here? And I said, yeah. oh, they're for me racing pigeons, you know. 
And uh, we started talking about it, and he says, oh, and I told him, you know, there's races where you can win $100,000. Then I showed him your flyer. Yeah. And uh, his eyes popped out of his head, and he said, fair income. He said, $100,000 for a winning pigeon. I go, yeah, that's right. And I said, you're the jockey, the trainer, and everything else from your backyard. Yeah. And I yeah. says, you can win a hundred grand. He says, oh, he says... He says, can I have your phone number? He says, I think I'll be in touch with you. I says, well, if you ever need help, mate, I says, come to me. And I says, we'll set you up. And uh, I says, you can even race it if you want, even if you haven't got pigeons. And you get someone out, you can buy the rings and get someone else to fly the birds for you. Exactly, exactly. And and that's why we've gone down this road, because we've thought that's something that people can relate to. You know, it's it's it sort of captures their imagination. Um and, and also, when you look at the numbers as well, um, the costs of, of racing, say, horses and greyhounds compared oh. to pigeons, oh, yeah. I know a lot of people say pigeon racing is getting expensive. But Not really. Like, when you look at the numbers with, with horses, you know, being a horse owner, part of a syndicate, yeah. it's, it's, re, it's, it's way, way cheaper. Um, and I remember talking to a few people in, in the horse fraternity, and they said, gee, these numbers are, are really, really good. You know, like, yeah. we're always out of pocket and we never see any winnings. Mm. Um, so, and it's the that, same that, with that, the greyhounds as well. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your upfront costs are, are substantial. Whereas, I mean, I worked out one day that keeping a, a race team of a hundred birds costs you less to feed, almost a quarter of what a Labrador costs you. Mm. You know, and, and and you think you know we're really not that expensive, even when you compare it to other hobbies. Mm. You know, if you. If you like cars or mm. or you like boats or those kind of, they're pretty expensive hobbies. But Taz, so. it doesn't matter what you do: play golf, play tennis, uh, play footy, whatever sport you get yourself involved in. Everything costs these days. That's right. That's right. It does, and and you also have to say, well, what do I want from life? I mean, do I just want to sit in front of the TV all day? Mm. You yeah. want you want to enjoy life as well, yeah. and. I think uh, I think pigeon racing is a, a great hobby, a great great sport, mm. and I think what what the birds do for us is just incredible. Mm. Well, well, I was telling this fellow when I was talking to him, I says, "Do you know the buzz you get when you see that first pigeon coming from a race?" I said, yep. "It's an unexplainable adrenaline adrenaline rush." I says, yes. and, yep. and I says. It's just so exciting, and I says, if you got involved in it, you'd see, and I invited him up here, I said, come up to my place one day when we're racing, and I says, I will fire the barbie up, and uh, you can see what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, that's, that's why we've, we've done this, we've thought, you know, not just with the general public, but we want councils to acknowledge this, we want government to see this, mm. so that they say, well, you know, this... This is not to be sneezed at. These are thoroughbred animals, yes, and and there are significant winnings to be had, you mm, know, mm. and 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 it's difficult then for the pest control people to just write them off as, as being mm. this, that, or whatever. Mm. Um, so, so, well, we, the airwaves on Southern FM are yours, mate. You tell you tell the people out there that are listening because you never know who's listening to the radio. What kind of message would you like to convey about your race and pigeon racing, Victoria? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, it's we we thought about the race very carefully when we planned it the first time up. Um, like different people got different views about where it should be held from, the distance, and that kind of thing. Mm. But we try to make it as fair as possible for everyone, irrespective of geographic location, um, and, and and irrespective of things like drag and, and distance and that kind of thing. And we sort of 
we kind of went for 400 miles because we thought there are some people that um, like to race sprint middle distance. We know there are some people that, that prefer long distance. But 400 miles is where there's that overlap where really it can be a sprint middle distance person or even a long distance person mm. winning it. Mm. Um, the weather part of it, you can never control that part of the equation. Mm. But um, we try to make it as fair for everyone. We went with the North Line this time around, again, sort of similar to the National, mm. where just to offset all those, those, those other factors like the weather and drag, that kind of mm. thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's, it's uh, a good result. Mm. Last time it was, a, it was a hard race, but the good thing was that there was a real good geographic spread, especially if you look at, say, the first 10. So we had the shortest markers and the longest markers. So it'll be very difficult for people to say, look, uh, a certain geographic location was mm. favoured because if you look at the results, they just spread out. Yeah. Um, well, and, in a 400-mile in a race, the, the uh, results are usually spread out. It's, it yeah, can be anybody's yeah. race. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you live. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you go, to, say, to 500 miles, a lot of people don't keep that type of bird. No. If you go to, say, 300 or 350, mm. then all you need is just a, a strong northwesterly mm. and then you, a certain geographic location will just clean up the floor. Yeah, correct. And, and, and everyone's out of it. Mm. You know, 75% of participants will be out of it. Mm. And you don't want that either. Mm. So what race point are you going from this time? We're going Cobar. Cobar? And uh, Cobar uh, is that accessible? Wales. Because... Uh, Last time we had the race, I tried to get some media up there to film the release and all that sort of stuff, and uh, they were saying that it's not accessible. It's accessible to them. What about Cobra? Is it more accessible? As far as I know, yeah. I haven't heard uh, anyone saying that uh, they're going to struggle with that. Mm. Oh, well, that's um, good. But, but we're going to try to have our own coverage as well so mm. that... Uh, well, now we can, you've got we, the internet. Everything. It's very easy to uh, promote something nowadays via digital yeah. media and all that sort of stuff. But I'm yeah. talking about mainstream media getting an interest in it and and making a really big thing out of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I'd like to add, Ivan, is that uh, the the things that we do are not governed just by the people that are part of Pigeon Race of Victoria. Mm. Like, for example, if anyone in the fraternity has a view that or has experienced something work well in another country or has a particular view mm. that they think could work, mm. all they have to do is just send an email mm. to Vision Racing Victoria mm. and then we'll raise that uh, as correspondence and, and we'll, vote on, we'll vote on it as well. Mm. So we don't have a monopoly of, of ideas or, or what's good for the sport. No. Anyone can come forward. So you, in other day, words, you welcome anybody that wants to help out and sort of give you suggestions, you'll take those suggestions on board? Most definitely, because a good idea is a good idea. It doesn't matter where it comes mm. from. Mm. Um, and as long as, as people embrace it and think it can work, then we'll definitely give it a shot because mm. we've tried so many different things mm. and some things we thought would work well and they didn't mm. and other things we thought wouldn't work well and they did work well. So, mm. you know, it's... it's um, we all have preconceived ideas about what we think is, is would be ideal, but more often than not, the proof of the pudding's in the eating. Uh, now, I'm sure they can get to email Pigeon Racing Victoria via your website, so do you want to give us your website address, mate? Yeah, the website address is www.pigeonracingvictoria.com. 
Okay, and they uh, go to the contact page and uh, they can email you direct. That's right. And you just go to the menu there and there's contact. Mm-hmm. And then you just fill out that field mm-hmm. and it sends, uh, sends a communication to us. Now, for any pigeon flyers that are listening to this program that want to take part in the race, and I must mention that you also invite interstate people from Sydney, Adelaide, uh, anywhere in Australia that want to get interested, they can have a a loft, they can find someone to fly the birds for them here? Most definitely, Ivan. There's um, there's a lot of lofts of accepting youngsters, so you can have... You can send your youngsters across and different people are racing for you. Mm. And there's some, some top, top lofts that will accept interstate birds. Oh, very good. Um, Excellent. Top, lo- top lofts. And how does that um, work? If, if, you, if an interstate person wants to enter a pigeon or breed a pigeon, send it over or whatever, how does that work with well, the flyer's got to get some sort of incentive out of it as well? Yeah, the, the way it works is if they've got someone in mind that they, they want to race their youngsters, then they can just contact that person directly, of course. Mm. But if they if they don't know of anyone, or they want to send their youngsters to a particular loft, mm. then we can arrange that for them. Mm. So if someone wants to race their youngsters to say your loft, then I would contact you and say Ivan, so and so from from New South Wales wants to send ten ten youngsters down. Mm. Are you happy to to, to race these birds? Yeah. And then what happens is any prize money mo- any prize money is split fifty fifty. Oh, okay. Very good, excellent. Now, the other thing I want to ask you before we go is that um, the race is all very above board and you're running it very professionally and there is drug testing as well. There is drug testing, there's wing stamping and there's, uh, there's going to be overseeing of, of uh, all the handling as well. Mm. Um, we're, go- we're going to design a floor plan of exactly what, how we're going to do it mm-hmm. um, and the security is going to be very, very tight. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we need everything to run smoothly and, and above board because we don't want any it, it, the race compromised in any way. Mm. Um, another point that I wanted to make, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've, one of the things that Pigeon Racing Victoria is trying to do is we've got two charters. The first one is to promote the sport. The second thing is to engage the existing fraternity. And as part of that second uh, charter, Mm. We've proposed uh, in writing to all the federations, to the major federations, mm. that we would like to sponsor or financially support a 500-mile combine race next year. Oh, really? That's so, awesome. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that, really good. Yeah. And so I, what, I what are you actually looking for from the federations? Well, we'd like to sort of... We'd like to basically say, look, let's let's all race together. It'll be, it'll be good for the birds because they've got more cover. Yeah. Uh, we'll take this cost off your books because, as we all know, the fives and the sixes are the most expensive races to run transport-wise. We'll look into the transport. We'll put it out to tender and then just get the most competitive bid. And and flyers will be happy because they'll get a combine result, a fed result, and a club result. Mm, That's awesome. And, 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 And most important of all, the birds, you know, they'll be, they'll be a larger mob, so they'll have a lot more colour because, I mean, you can just imagine these poor things, what they have to go through flying a five and a six. Mm. It's um, it's a long way, so you've got to try to give them every, every chance yeah. and every advantage. Mm. What do you say to the people that uh, cane the sport and say it's cruel? Um, well, you know, it's sort of... 
it's I'd ask them how how they would actually say how is it cruel? I mean, how do they find it cruel? Mm. I'd ask them like, well, yeah. we we had a guy from Swinburne Uni doing doing a uh, a little documentary for us, mm. and we said, look, we go to a lot of trouble to give the birds. Uh, as much support as we can, you know, like we feed them, we water them, we provide the best transport, mm-hmm. we check on them, we medicate them, we mm-hmm. make sure they're fit. Yep. But, but I think the, the greatest thing you can do to, to protect your birds is to actually try to breed a better bird. Mm. Um, you know, and everyone, no one goes out of their way to be cruel. No one goes out to lose any no, birds. But correct. If you, get, if you get birds taken, say, by a peregrine, what do you? What can you do about that? I mean, that's, that's nature. nature. Correct. It's nature. You know, but, and, mm. you know you're, you're not going to stop lions from eating zebras because no. it's cruel. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but the problem you know is, what with, I mean? problem we got is the um, the breeding program. The yeah, yeah. Is, they just and, there's more and more. And if, if, you, if you look at one thing that I've said to a lot of people that have asked me something similar is I, I say, look, if you look at nature and if you look at the mortality rates in nature. You'll see that they're they're off the scale. Like for example, top apex predators like lions, mm. they reckon that something like less than ten percent of cubs will get to the age of one year. Mm. Um, there's even there's even I saw a doco on feral pigeons, and they said uh, the scientists said we couldn't find any pigeons above the age of three. Mm, so it just go. shows you yeah. what a ridiculously difficult life they have. Mm. Um, whereas at least with our birds, you know, okay, not all of them make it. No. But, geez, the, the ones that do make it have a pretty good life. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong there. Oh, yeah. I know that, uh, well, I could say 100% of pigeon flies look after their birds better than they look after themselves. Yeah, yeah. And if you asked me, if I could talk, if I was a pigeon and someone said, would you rather be in someone's race life, be well bred, be looked after, or would you, you want to live as a feral pigeon or in the wild? I think I'd pick. I'd pick to live in, in a in a in a life where someone looks after me. Well, it's funny you should say that. You get a lot of feral pigeons that want to enter the the racing lofts and yeah, stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you know yourself, yeah. you've probably had it yeah. at your place. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get, I get. Uh, there's quite a few feral pigeons around here, and I have a my hands full trying to sort of. Um, trying to keep them away from the loft. Yeah. I will, there's a local park and sometimes I'll feed them because some of them look a bit, they look a bit uh, like they're doing it quite rough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they've got a really difficult life. And if you look at them closely, you see a lot of them don't even molt out because they're just not getting, they're, they're not, not getting, getting the, 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 the food, they're not yeah. getting the calories that they need. Yeah. Um, I've handled a few squeakers and they are, they are so scrawny Mm. Um, and, and they're full of lice. They're they're they're, they're, they're stressed. They're very very stressed. So mm. they've got a very very hard life. Mm. Um, You're right. All right, Taz. Um, anything else would you like to convey uh, before we uh, close it off? No, I'd just like to say, look, uh, if as many people can get behind it as possible, um, it's for a good cause, apart from the race winnings. It's a great cause. Yeah, it is. Um, every cent goes back into fraternity. And if people have got any good ideas about uh, what they think would be good for the sport, by all means, don't hesitate to mention it and send us an email. No worries, Taz Gazes. Thank you very much for your uh, valued time, and yeah, I'm sure pleasure, we'll, guys. I'm sure we'll catch up again, mate. 
Thanks, Taz. Most definitely. Most definitely. Good All luck right. for this weekend too. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Joe. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. What you hear on community radio is governed by the community broadcasting codes of practice. The codes of practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website, www.cbaa.org.au. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. And I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside.
ladies and gentlemen, on the line, we've got a great surprise from South Australia. Instead of doing the weekly results as we usually do from the uh, South Australian Homing Pigeon Association, they had a race from Alice Springs. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, Alice Springs. And we've got Joe Halligan, our correspondent from South Australia, and also the winners of the Alice Springs race, which is Rick and Lenny Drew. And they're on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia. How are you all? There you go, mate. Well done for winning that race, mate. What a pigeon. What a race. Oh, mate, we're over the moon. We still can't believe it. Oh, mate, good on you. You must be buzzed, mate, buzzed. Oh, mate, cloud nine on higher. We went down last night and Joe even came down the social with us and we just, no, we're waiting for another pigeon to be in front of us. Oh, we're going to get knocked off. You've won a race that yeah. the that the elite flyers from South Australia, and I'm talking about the late John Pryor's won, and he was very famous for winning the Alice Springs race, and now you guys have cracked it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, mate. It's, Not many people can say that. No. Nah. Wow. I can't wait to see your name on the board there, Rick. Oh, you yeah. You and your dad, it's mate. It's amazing. And the, the amount of messages and phone calls we've got with people saying congratulations. Oh, it's been an amazing day. Uh, good on you. And what about oh, Dad? Mate. How about Dad? Is he buzzed like you? Oh, Dad, is uh, he's over the moon. He was When we got the bird and that, he was just like, I can't believe we got one. And then when we've been sitting there all day, he's like, oh. He goes, I cannot believe we've got one of these home and we're in it. And you're in it. Benzing live. And I was like, well. <laughs> Not only are we in it, we bloody won it. <laughs> he, yeah. Well, he says a joke when we first got it. He goes, if that pigeon won it, he goes, we'd call that the Father's Day hen. I said, well, if we win it, that's what we call it. Oh, like, the night, so well. It's called the Father's Day hen. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, father and son. Oh, that's the best. What a memory. Memory, memory been, you'll never forget. We've been racing back, what, three years now, Rick? Yeah, this is our third year back. Third year back and bang, yeah, mate. Yeah. They win the Melbourne Cups of Melbourne Cups. Yeah, Jim Racing, it's mate. It's not a Melbourne Cup, it's, it's the Adelaide Cup. Adelaide Cup, <laughs> Adelaide Cup. You know what oh, I mean. Mate, it's the Australian Cup, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Hey, you know what? We're looking at this pigeon now because we've got some photos from Joe. Um, Ivan just pointed out, like, pigeon doesn't ever look like it's been to a race. Oh, no, she's, it's, what it a looks pigeon. pretty good today. She's still very light. But yeah. No, she, she had a bath today. She had a fly around. I let her have one last fly in a bath before I went, you know what, I'm not risking a walk going near you. <laughs> Very smart. Good recovery. She looks in good nick, doesn't yeah, she, she, Ivan? Looks fantastic. What a pigeon. All right, mate, tell us, the, tell us you know, bloodline and everything. Um, it comes from uh, Matthew's cockbird. And, uh, sorry, uh, Matthew's cross-wicked cockbird and uh, Matthew's hen. So we got given when we first started to breed with, and she's actually one of the original uh, babies we ever bred and put into the loft. That's There's unreal. about six of them left from the first year, and she was one of them. And yeah, it was, yeah, so that was, was one of the first chances. Yeah, the first chances they put in the lot. Yeah. That is unreal. That is unreal. Yeah, she was supposed to go last year, but because we had a few complications with my mum being in hospital, we couldn't get there. So yep. we sent her this year instead of the three-year-old, and yeah, she got home. And she wins on Father's Day. You and your man were sitting there waiting for the bird and... Boom, there she comes. Oh, the yeah. worst part, the old man was down at my sister's having uh, Father's Day breakfast. Oh! He's like, I'm sorry, girls, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so amazing. He was in about 10 minutes and he's like, I'm going home, I've got a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's sensational. Yeah, sensational. Breakfast was cut short. Yeah, yeah love mm. you and leave you. Bye, girls. <laughs> uh, great. Oh. I'm, I'm always with these guys, but, mate, they're two of the 
best blokes in the club. You know, like we've got a good club all around, but these two guys, when I first came over there, they were um, the first two blokes that approached me and, yeah, took me in. I didn't know anyone or didn't know what I was doing over here. And these two guys have been brilliant from day one, mate, and they're two of the best blokes you can want to be hanging around with in pigeons, mate. You have a laugh, you have enjoy, they have a beer. Well, you know, they're really good good blokes. We need more people like and that, they And they, you know, the, the win they got, mate, they deserve it. Ah, good the on pigeons them. done a good job and they're, and they're good. They got good pigeons as well, so it was a good good effort. That's awesome. Well done. Well done. Give you a little little heads up that yeah, go. I've um I've got one thing to say is ne- next year I'll be racing with the, with Lenny and Rick. Oh, as, um, awesome. And, uh, awesome. So I've definitely got on board with the winners. Oh, good <laughs> on you. I already jumped in the loft today. He's like, let me hold that Alice Spring first. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got oh, him. Yeah, we've got exactly him right here. Now I've never held one of these, mate. Let yeah. me hold one. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got the photo of you holding it. That's unreal. No, That's no, unreal. no. You really, you're the sort of blokes in in the club, you know, that they make a club, you know, they, they, they're always the first to put their hand up to, you know, get in and, you know, get their hands dirty and make them, make it a good night, so they bring a good atmosphere to the club. Oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. So, um, Joe, I like the way you think, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> well, no, I can't, I can't beat them. <laughs> I like your theory, no, my friend. They know, the, they know the, way, the tricks and the trades in Adelaide, mate. I tell you, it's a different game here than over there. Yeah, no, it would be, yeah, would be. Got to get in with them, and yeah, no, nah, they're good, mate. We'll, we'll, we'll have a bit of fun. Yeah, oh, there's, a, there's a lot of superstars, a lot of good flies here in Adelaide. Hundred oh, percent. Well, there's some good ones. Worried about uh, Brian Donovan and Terry Burton in case they had a bird when we headed down. Then I was, no, I was very nervous. Mate, exactly. You're, you're competing, like Ivan said. You're competing against the best of the best. And how many entered, Ivan? Uh, 50, 54 entered. And 50, Brian Donovan, I'm pretty sure, won yeah. three of them. So I was a bit nervous. And he only lives a few k's away from me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. No, you're right. He's, he's pretty good at any. Like, he's yeah. only got to see his name on the board. Oh. He's um he's won three, and he, Rick? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's won three, I think. Oh. So well. there's a lot of good flies and... You've and only then there was Greg, uh, Greg, Greg, Greg Kokoski who Kikoski. got second, and I tried to buy his loft because I thought his birds were amazing. Yeah, so I get into that loft trying to buy it, but he he wouldn't let me have it. Well, yeah. the Kokoski name from Adelaide, mate, is very famous all around Australia. Oh yeah, oh, you're not wrong. He's got good pigeons. I got one pigeon from him, and it's a little ripper. Is it? So that's what I was telling Rick, hey, that you know, over in Melbourne, yeah, those names like Kokoski and yeah. and obviously uh, Wickham and all those old good names, the, the pigeons are well, well sought after. Oh, they, they are, they are, Joe. You're right, one hundred percent right. Now, now, how how did you get into how did your dad get into pigeon racing? Because you obviously got into it because of your dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but how did your dad get into it? I raced juniors at uh, Gawler as well. Yeah. And then I got out of it when I was about 13. And my dad got out of it, I think it was, I think he had 19 years out of the sport. And literally all it was was my uncle dropped some pigeons off in a loft. And I walked past them one day and seen them and went, what are those? There's race birds. Are they any good? He goes, oh, yeah, they're not bad, I guess. I'm like, oh, let's race pigeons. He's like, no, I'm not racing pigeons. And I said, oh, I'm building a pigeon loft. And the next day he walked out and went, you're really building it. I said, yeah, he goes, oh, I'll build it with you. Let's go. Oh, how good's that? How good's that? <laughs> it was just, I've seen the pigeons, and I have one mate in the club, Jamie Williams, that was racing at the time. Yeah. And he was racing. I said, well, can I race there if I race? He goes, yeah. I said, I'll, I'll be a lot. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. And we come in, and yeah, it was, oh, we've had two good years. We've won two club championships, but. Awesome. Oh, it's been amazing already. And then the friends and people in Adelaide that we've met, and oh, there's that many of them, but all the different clubs, you get on the association that you'd have to sit down with them and 
So well, yeah, yeah. Joe, they're like yeah. us. Once we had to, when we used to be down here, when we used to finish with the birds, we used to stay back for an extra two hours just talking. Yeah, yeah, have a beer. It's the best. Oh, how many times have we done that, Rick? We get up. Oh, we don't leave. Yeah. We watch the footy. <laughs> <laughs> the on the, yeah, I got, we got the couch there on the couch. Oh, the that's the, the best. Get the beers out and off we go. That's yeah. the best. That's what yeah, we do. You, do. you need a couch. You got to get a couch at your club. See? No, they've got they one. Couches. I already bought. No, no, I'm telling Angelino here. He needs a couch at his club. In Altona, he wants me to get a couch in our oh, club. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got one at our club in case I get kicked out. I've got somewhere to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, mate, you could go and sleep in his loft. I just had a look on the photo. That's huge. Oh, mate. Yeah. Hey, he's, got, he's got plenty of room to build. Plenty huge. Of it started at seven meters, and then it grew to. 16 metres and then it grew to 27 metres and now it's grown to 33 metres. <laughs> that is unreal. <laughs> that, that is unreal. Is a roll-out lawn. Oh, so everybody's got a section. Joe Elegant's got a section. Your dad's got a section. I can my face up there. They all say that I got too carried away with it. I just kept building it. Well, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That no, is so good. Nice I'm looking at it now. Jesus, it's long. That's a great. Yeah, it's, it's a big loft, Joe. You see, it's like a, you need a car to drive past it. Bigger than my double yeah, well, story. The race loft's all up off the ground and then the stock loft on the ground still, but it's all one complete unit. That's good. Well, the birds need a good, you know, good, good loft, plenty of room. Oh, he's on it. How big was the property you're on, Rick? Oh, we've, got, we've got 30 acres. We've got a vineyard there oh, as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the old oh, we've got to come up and drink some vino. Yeah, with you. Oh, there's, there's, <laughs> a few, there's a few barrels of port there, Mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we and Ivan just looked at each other. We're going to Adelaide. And, and we're going to go sit on that couch. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, on, on, on that, on that note uh, Ivan, mm. from Adelaide, you know over here in the 26th of uh, November, isn't it, Rick? Yep. They've got the, um, they got Adelaide's got the uh, oh, what they call the convention? Yeah, I know, I know. The Are you guys coming over or not? We have to go. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Hey, Mister Angelino, you remember when we went to Canberra? It was so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Well, I, know. I, I know. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you were there too. Remember. He was there too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he I think was. He was. Yeah. You went out with us and enjoyed the nightlife, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was very, very good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, with your stock pigeons, when you're pairing up your stock birds, do you pair winners to winners, or how do you do it? Yeah, well, I've, I've had a couple of phone calls. I've got a few people that have been ringing me saying I've got a good cock bird here. So if you haven't got one, they said they're up to go long distance. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. So they've oh, all been offering I'm a cock sure. bird up. I've had a couple of guys already offering them to me and that. So they're all pretty good over here. I've had Horrocks and Seaboffs and them all offer them. And yeah, we've got blokes down the road as well. Jeff Raymond lives down the road from us and he's a really good long distance fly. So I'll be picking his brain. Hey. How good is that? How good is that? No, it's 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 it's, it's really good. Yeah, uh, when, his dad was really right when he, when oh, he was it was over the moon. And then uh, when we hampered the birds, out, we we always thought. Well, I honestly thought Jeff Raymond was the one if someone was going to get it because I went halves and bought his loft with him. And I thought uh, after Border Village last year when he won, I was like, wow. He can fly a pigeon. Well, that was I mean, a tough race, one, Rick. Oh, tell it was. Tell him the results. Nose as well. I got tell him the results last year. Yeah. Uh, 33rd out of the 33 birds in the day. And how many did you send, Rick, and got home? Uh, so I sent 20 on the that, and I had 15 home the third, uh, fourth day. How good is that? That's awesome. 
It was a good solid race in the end. Uh, as well, it was a good yeah. solid race. Jeez, you've got some good birds, mate. How far is Border Village, Rick? Um, Border Village, I think that's 920, I think, roughly on memory. 900 mm. to 920. That's Jeez. good returns on that. Very good returns. Yeah, very good returns. Nice. We definitely so got the long distance just stuff. Just been lucky and just got a few pigeons there that were the old, old, old blood, and we got some put- we got some Putney pigeons from a uh, sale. We just fluked them, got them for two dollars, and they oh. bred the border village birds that wow. and got home on the day. The bloke had passed away, and yeah, they didn't want the birds. And my old man said, "I'll give you two dollars a bird, and I want to take forty of them, and we'll give it a go." And yeah, I've got three pairs out of it, three cock birds and three hen birds out of it that. They've kept breeding them since the first year. That is amazing. Well done. Yeah. Well done. There you go, guys. It just shows you don't have to pay big money to look for nah, decent birds. you don't. Yeah. I mean, you've got to know no, what you're looking for, too. We've got blokes that have lent us the pigeons, and I've got a bloke, Alan Chapman, that helps me out. Like I said about Jeff Raymond, he helped us out last year, lent us pigeons, and I yeah. went clocking them this year now off their babies. Everyone's been pretty helpful. If you need something, here, come borrow it, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, but you can see why, Rick. Like, like all jokes aside, you know, not that I'm, you know, know you're in that now, but because I've met you, I can see why you, you, you know, blokes would want to help you out, mate. Because you're easy, you're good, good people, and you, you know, I mean, you, you, you make the effort to make yeah. to go that extra mile to, you know, when you meet someone, you, you make them feel welcome, and you can see why people wouldn't hesitate to want to help you out or give a bird to you or whatever. Good on you. Well, my dad, my old man has just walked out here, so this is Len. G'day, hey, Len. Mate. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. This is Joe, and you got Ivan as well. Oh, how are you going, Ivan? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks, Congra- mate. Congratulations, mate. Well done. Oh, thanks. Congrats, so buddy. Oh, yeah, you, you better have a beer in your hand still. <laughs> You're playing cards They've got a vineyard. Vineyard. My God. They've got a vino. Don't wine. worry about the beer. <laughs> They've got wine. Oh, that is Ivan awesome. loves his wine. Yeah, yeah so does Joe. <laughs> so does Ivan. I'm a walk. I love vino. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so good. Your son was telling us that you're at, um, you're, you're at your daughter's place having Father's Day at breakfast, and when you got the call, you uh, all of us, all of a sudden, you abandoned ship. Is that true? I sure did, mate. I did the bolt. I did the bolt. <laughs> Good on you. So, what did you do yeah. when you got home? When you got there, mate, I was just about dance the jig. Just to get it home, mate. Was I thought we weren't going to see him? I think you thought at first Rick was pulling your leg, aren't you? Yeah. No, what a bite. And then, I, I, I may have accidentally, as a joke, the day before, told him we might we had a pigeon and got him to run out there, but there was nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. So tell me, we're going to come. We're going to be racing these uh, long distance races soon. How do how do you prepare birds for that? Like tossing wise, feeding wise. What do you do? Uh, you, you do you do change a lot. Once once they get to a distance, you change what you do. Tell us completely, but. Ah, without you know, every, everybody does something different. I we change it, the training on the birds and everything, mm. and we change the feed. Okay, and and also as Len will tell you that he's a bit of a hard trainer, especially early in the year. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets in on a little bit. Train them hard early. What you've got there are good birds, and then you work on those. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, when you say you work on them, so what do you do? Do you feed them a lot? Do you just always feed them? Have food in front of them. Uh, feed them no, heavy. No, 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 no. Food, food when they come in after they fly in the morning. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. And then you're out again at night time. So uh, they're, they're dub, double flies a day. 
Okay. And, yeah, they're going all right too. I was here the night and half wouldn't come down. <laughs> and w- when you feed them, do you feed them? How much would you feed them, though? That's the thing. Do you feed them till they're full? Or obviously the second well, you, feed, you, the second feed. What would you, you, you feed? Them, you feed them till they're full. You, you yep. work out what you put in the troughs, and once once they're starting to leave a little bit, that's it. No more. Yep. Okay. So you work out what they're eating, empty the troughs there, and then tip them out. Okay. How many times a week would you toss them? How far? Uh, every week they're on the road, at least once a week. Once a week. Um, so they're up to Snowtowns, uh, Red Hills, uh, Crystal Brook at the start of the year. And then at the moment, we're heading around. Well, we went to Pascoville the other day to give them a short. Oh, on average. Yeah, 100 Ks. 100 Ks. Okay, okay. So that's enough, yeah. you reckon? That's enough tossing they need? Just 100 Ks once a week? Oh, once your birds are fit, the thing is, if you hammer them too much, then when, when you've got them fit, you're taking the edge off them, all right? And then they don't want to get home. You want mm. the birds that they want to get home. Yeah. They, you've got to be happy and they want to get home. Yeah. 100%. 100%. They do all right. Yeah. Oh, that's They're right. going to want to come home to that perch. Now, what right. feed do you give them when it's long distance? It's different feeding. Different feeding, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure we, it is. Yeah, well, we, we feed them the peas, corn, uh, wheat, a little bit of lentils, barley, barley okay. a bit of canola, milo. So they've got a, they've got a bit of a mixture. So oil. you mix it yourself, or you buy a bag and mix? No, 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 no. no, no. I make no, it all myself. Make it all ourselves. Oh, right. Be interesting. Very good. And... It's all it's all done by so many percent of this, so many percent of that. Okay. Make your own mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make your own. Make, make we make our own mix. Joe, elegant. Don't come back yeah. to Melbourne because after you're going to mix with these blokes here, you come here and you win everything. You're going to kick butt, mate. Yeah, that, that'll be the plan. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, do you guys when you race, uh, you separate your hens and cocks, or do you live them together and happy? No, they're they're together all year. All year. Everyone tells me I should separate, but now they've always been together, so they've always stayed together. Okay. And that doesn't bother you that, that um, like this hen that you had, that you clocked, was she paired up to a cockbird? Yeah, she flew home and when they got home, she was sitting on the perch and he was standing next to her and he's pretty much trying to clean her by the look. So I was like, yeah, well, she flew home to her mother. Beautiful. That is beautiful. The only problem is her mate that she's with is a sprinting bird, not a distance bird. Yeah, so that doesn't matter. She's not going to be her <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What about medication? Yeah, Do you guys medi- medicate, like coming to the longer distance, do you medicate uh, more? Frequently or not? No, no. Keep, keep the medications the same all year round. We don't, I, I don't over medicate. If anything, we probably under medicate a little bit. To the truth. And what would you give them? Oh, I don't think I don't know if I should say that. Okay, that's all right. No drama. So, all good. so uh, you use natural products like uh, garlic, yeah, honey, or anything? A lot of, we use a lot of natural stuff. We use a lot of turmeric and everything as well. Yes, it's natural. Yep. Yeah, too many, um, yeah. T- tell us a little yeah. bit. I put a post up about that because I use it as well. Some people say, "Oh, that's good for his bloody uh, recipes for the food for the kitchen." Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, we use it, and well, we're no superstars, but we the birds seem to be healthy, and it's natural. It doesn't hurt them. How do you use it? Uh, we put on the food, mix it in with the oil. How many times a week? Uh, once, so that gets done every Monday. Yep, and. Every Thursday. There you go. And how much of it would you put in a kilo of food, for argument's sake? Uh, so when we make the bucket mix up, it's one one tablespoon of it I use to my, my bucket of feed. There you go. 
There you go. It's nothing. No, it's, it's, no, it's not enough that it can hurt. Well, sorry, guys. I've got to get going. They're calling me in. I can't hold much longer. Well, you, no, you got, you, they hold, they're holding the cards for you, mate. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no dramas. Cool. Just, uh, yeah. But I'd love to just say thank you very much for having me. Yep, no dramas. Thank you, everyone that uh, is out there. Thank you very much. No and, problem. Uh, everyone that got a bird, well done. And every bird that got home was a champion on the day. No, well, well said. And congratulations to you both. Mm. And Joe, yeah, thank you mate, very much. make sure you learn a lot from these guys. Yeah. Thank you very Good much. Good luck. This weekend. No worries. No worries. See you later. You're listening to your local community radio station, 88.3 Southern FM. You know, very quickly, we've got to say goodbye to everybody because this program was so full, we could do another three hours of it. Very, very easy, Ivan. You're not wrong. And I said at the start of the show, I said, mate, we've got some very good interviews coming up. And didn't I tell you, were they great? You lined them up. Oh, we did well, mate. We did really well this week as well. Yeah. I'm sorry to the correspondents, but next week will be a correspondent show. So we'll catch you next week here, same time, same station on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio, everyone. Oh, yeah.